here we are sitting outside. I know. We took this show outdoors. I know. It's kind of fun. You might hear the sounds of nature and the ambiance. Just a beautiful, beautiful day out here. Yeah, a little overcast, but it's nice. I like it. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too cold. It's perfect. We are talking about the reasons we invest. Yeah. Why do we invest, Ron? Good question. (laughs) Hey, everyone, and welcome to What's Up With Money? an ongoing conversation to help make sense of today's financial confusion. I'm Ryan, a writer and millennial who's asking the questions. I'm Ronald, philosopher and financial advisor who's giving the answers. From outdated 1980s financial advice to magic social media strategies, we aim to shine a light on what's really helpful, lessen financial anxiety, and better understand money. Thanks for joining our conversation as we ask, What's What's up up with money? money? that in in the arc of this it's like okay you got to talk about it but then like what sort of like this not not necessarily just like the psychology of it but like what are we hoping to get by investing that's what drives so much of what you see on tiktok and what you what you read and why people why the stock market's in your face 24 7 Mm -hmm. you know it and and so then it's like okay let's peel this back like what because it in my mind, it's not just growing more money, but it's all that that feels like f- fixes for us internally. Like if we have more money or like this. Idea oh, sure. Of like, the psychology of yeah. like what it feels like to be earning more money. Yeah. And just to have more than you do now. Yeah. Like, that, we like, talked about having that big number in the bank account. Yeah. It just it, there's something that does that makes us go for it even more. And some of it's just logical and practical like you don't want to be poor that's true things tend to be a little easier if you got more money yes they do as opposed to if you're living paycheck to paycheck or just trying to figure out how in the world you're going to pay this next bill Mm -hmm. that's a very different and very real scenario yes because we can translate very easily the numbers in the accounts to what we can do out in the real world 100 so well so you're saying that you're saying that investing for the sake of growth isn't enough. Yeah, and I think a lot of people get, they don't have goals or objectives. They just think growth is everything. Yeah. And, and so it's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But what do you <laughs> want to, like I ask this question a lot to clients, well, what do you want to do, do with the money? Just want to have more money. <laughs> I know. And, and honestly, like, a lot of people just don't know. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, well, then what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Well, I just need more. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, are you figured out later? Like, or we hitting a target or? Well, I think it's like you said, it's like that idea of like, well, if I have more, I'm more, com- I'm more comfortable. Yeah. You know? But I find that that's where oftentimes I think people get tripped up in how how they're trying to get more money oftentimes people then take on unnecessary risks mm-hmm. or they buy things that don't work or buy things in a way that causes adverse tax situations or doesn't do doesn't do something that they hope it was going to do right and and it just but it still gets back to this everyone wants to invest everyone wants to growth mm-hmm. and like but no one really goes like, well, is that the best way to get it? Is that the best thing to do what you're trying to accomplish? And, and sort of ask those questions. But I think it's just easier just to go, let's just go for growth and call it good. That's all you just, yeah, man. It takes you a lot of the work out of it. Accumulate the cash. Yeah. yeah. See that number grow higher and higher and higher. Yeah. And I mean, scratch my head oftentimes and like, when I look at like an account of someone's and like, this is my investment account. I'm like, okay, what are we doing with it? Mm-hmm. And I, I have told you this, but like money has only one purpose and that's to be spent. Mm-hmm. Like, and so like, what do you want to spend this on? People are like, I don't know. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what do you want to do? Like, what are we, what are we trying to solve? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think there's just that generic thing of just having money solves the problems. A hundred percent. I think that is why people, it's why you have, 
you know, 401ks or IRAs or any type of, and you know, why you're investing in stocks. Why you buy homes. Why you buy homes is because you are thinking to yourself, how can I grow my money? Yep. How can I have more of it? Maybe you're thinking about your kids. Maybe you're just thinking about yourself. Either way, you're thinking about how can I have more of it? Yeah. And there's just like this instinct or this intuition that like growth is better. <laughs> like, and yeah, if you're not growing, you're losing. Yeah, and <laughs> and so then you gotta figure out where where do I go get growth? And I think that's why everyone just defaults to, you know, the stock market or the retirement accounts or a home. So, well, then what is you know because I f- because when you look at we've talked about the other guru books out there, yeah, and how if you look at them, their advice pretty much stops at investing. Because yep. they, they because they legally can't. They can't really do yeah. much in terms of of that. And again, we're not going to be giving any specific investing advice on the show. But what is your philosophy then when it comes to investing? Is it is it about thinking of it like a chess game where you need to be like three, five, eight moves ahead as to why you're doing the certain things you're doing? Yeah. And the, the, there's a couple of things that sometimes we look at is there's a term called time horizon. Of, oh. Of like, when when are you looking to use this money? The time? So like when the sun is setting on the money. Yeah, so like, 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 let's say you save money for a house. Okay. And you're like, I want to buy a house in six months. Wow, ambitious. Yeah. So, because you've, you've already saved the down payment. Mm. I wouldn't tell you to just, well, go go throw it in the stock market. Yeah. Because your time horizon... Could it could be adverse for you to then have money lose? You're in a saving situation. Yeah, I have a friend who I think I might have talked about him before, but him and his wife are expecting their kid, their first kid, and originally they were accumulating some cash to purchase a house. Mm-hmm. And with the kid coming along, they realized, oh, we we should probably hold off on it. But they had this lump sum of cash. And he was talking about, oh, I think I'm going to put put it in the market for two years for it to grow. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like, chances are you're going to have less money in yeah, two there, years. There, yeah. The time horizon on that is not, I didn't say time horizon because I didn't know that term until now. Yeah. But it's like, that's not a lot of time in the market. No. And it, it could, and this is where like when we look at the market, it all depends on your your specific time in it. Like, yes, because you could enter at a bad time and exit at a bad time, yeah. exit at a time when taxes are high mm-hmm. or have a need and you have to utilize your money at an unfavorable time. Inflation might be against you. You know, there's all these things that most people don't think about. And you know, like I think I said it in the last episode, like you got to be in, you got to have money in there. Like you got to money's got to be growing yes or at least have the opportunity to grow it's what wealthy people do they have money in the market yeah and they they know and they're not usually in it for the short term Mm -mm. and so you look at like like warren buffett's a classic example of like all of his money he made like as an old man yes (laughs) because he just had all this stuff that he had been buying slowly Mm -hmm. and and since like World War Two or whatever, whenever yeah. he started. Like, I think the story is he was like 10 years old when he first started investing. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but it when you have money in the market for that long, yeah, you can see the chart. He There's like a chart yeah. out there where it shows it's only really, I think, in the, in the past five, 10 years when it really started ballooning up. Yeah, and that's the other thing about, this might be just a, a weird thing. People think that the market is magical. And so if they put in 100, they'll wake up tomorrow with 200. Yeah, you were just telling me a story about how some guy was looking to to earn some cash in the market. And you were yeah. like, well, if, to do what you need want to do, you need to put, you know, essentially like $900 a month away. And he was like, oh, I was hoping for like 60. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> like, and, and this is this is what people know about the market and why why you have to use the market the right way is people know that... The growth you want the growth happens at the end mm-hmm. when you have big numbers in there and you've you've saved for a long time because up until then it usually it's pretty volatile and you might have yeah, ups and totally. downs yeah and so and then to get you know I always say like people are chase rate of return 
and like want the highest interest earning growth that they can possibly find. And I asked the question, like, do you want 1% growth or 10% growth? Well, I want 10% growth. Why? Because it's more. But that's the wrong question. Wait, but you're the one that asked the question. I know. <laughs> it's to trick you. Okay, do you want 1% growth off of 100,000? Okay. Or 10% growth off of 100? I want 1% growth off of 100,000. Exactly. Yeah. And so you got to get it right. <laughs> like, it, uh, like, yes, rate of return and, like, how much something appreciates is important, but it really matters what's in there appreciating. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes what we get is the situation where people want to invest, they understand the importance and the need, but then they put so few resources towards it right. that it really doesn't do, like even if it was like double your money, but like I could double your money tomorrow and you're like, cool, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> that is a totally different scenario than someone getting 3% off of a million. Right. Well, I think you've said to me before, I think you said large numbers earns large numbers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where it's like, and I remember you saying how there are financial advisors out there who only take clients with a, with a certain number of, of cash to invest. Yeah. It's like, I don't work with anyone that doesn't have a half million dollars ready to go. Right. Well, because in, in that perspective, then it's very easy for them to earn a lot of money because they're putting in a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to an average Joe who might not have that much. It's a little harder to for them to accumulate yeah. growth. Yeah. When if you're if you're talking to somebody and it's like, you know, I can I can save I can you know, I can save a thousand dollars a month versus if I can save a hundred dollars a month, that difference is enormous it's huge. over the long haul. Like those are just totally different yep. trajectories financially. And so you know, it, it just, in order to be investing, it takes a lot. Like, and I meet people that are like, oh, I got a, I got $200 in my Robinhood account. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, like Robinhood? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's one why. But then yeah. the second why is like, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't fund, fund it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things like every financial strategy requires funding. Mm-hmm. The market requires funding. You have to be buying, yeah. you know, the housing market. It requires funding. funding. You know, saving for a kid's college requires funding. Mm-hmm. Trying to save a million dollars for retirement requires funding. And I think that's, that's the hard, that's the hardest part. But people want the growth and they want what hypothetically comes from investing. And they want to have more money than they currently do. But it oftentimes misses that funding part mm-hmm. <laughs> that that actually makes it work yeah and makes any any financial vehicle work well we were i mean when you have money especially when you start getting old and you start making more money we were just talking about this you you want to enjoy that money oh yeah and so the idea of putting that money tying it up in some type of financial vehicle for growth you you're thinking to yourself okay how little can i put in here and it still earn money rather than how much can I put in here and I still have a decent quality of life. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a mindset shift that you need to make is that if you really want growth, you need to be thinking about, okay, how much money can I put in? Yeah. Yeah. And how much am I willing to just, you know, go all in on financial well being in, in some ways. Yeah. Like you just kind of have to, you have to decide that you're going to do it. And then, that's where I think working with someone that really understands how these things work and then tailor making things so that you end up where it is you want to be. Yeah. Cause that, that side of things is like when you go, when you go to use your money for what its purpose, like could be good, could be bad or the thing you saved in or invested in might not be the, best for what you're trying to do which is we've talked before about making sure you talk with someone a professional to make sure that you're using the correct vehicle for the correct reason and we'll get into the different investment vehicles there are in a second but you touched on something earlier about you said it's you just need to do it or something like that yeah and i think that's that is 
is such a tough thing for people to do. Yeah. Because for for certain for certain people if people struggle it's, it's like it's like ex- we use exercising as as a good analogy to to money and I'll use it again the idea of like if you want to be healthy if you want to be fit you have to work out you just got to do it mm-hmm. but yep. there's a block that happens where you're like because oh, there's an energy now that you have to put into that yeah and that block of physically getting up going to a gym or even if you have stuff in the house like even just putting on your workout clothes and like getting on that bike if you have a standing bike or that treadmill or whatever there is a huge mental block there of of getting yourself to do that and it's the same thing financially i think if you tell someone no this is just something you have to do and it seems logical for some people there is a block of like yes i know i have to do this i know it's quote-unquote healthy for me but for whatever reason they're procrastinating doing that because there's a certain energy it takes to do that. Yeah. And it it is tough. Like yeah. I think working out is a great and you got some people that like like my wife, like loves to work out. And it's like you have those people that are like, What do I gotta do? I'm mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other people like me that are like, Oh, <laughs> All right, I'm going to put on the weighted vest when I walk the dog, and then I look at the weighted vest and be like, but that means I have to pick it up. Yes. And it's so hard to, you know, put it over my head. (laughs) But you you do it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. It kind of worked. And I think that's where, like, you have some people that, like, can just work out on their own. Yeah. A lot of people need a trainer. Mm -hmm. Finance is kind of like that. There are some people that can do it on their own. Mm-hmm. I say very, very few. And the studies show that that's pretty much the case. Oh, yeah. There's no way. I, I, I wouldn't feel confident myself. Yeah. You know. And and then there's weirdness about meeting with somebody about money because we, you know, we've talked about financial anxiety and shame and all that stuff, which I think adds another layer. It might just be like, you know, the financial shame might be just like, being obese in sure in yeah. working out situations where it's like oh i'm not where i should be mm-hmm. i don't want to be you know in this spot yeah. i'm embarrassed or whatever it might be but when you start meeting with somebody that does several things for people that i think are oftentimes undervalued is one is most professionals have a level of training and understanding that most people don't then they also have an ability to coach and and actually train you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a missing piece that I think a lot of people don't understand, mm-hmm. that more of what I find I do as an advisor has nothing to do with what I pick. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, this stock or that stock. Uh, it, it really is the coaching and the behavior and the understanding piece, and then followed by the accountability and then helping someone stay, stay on course. Yeah. Well, that again, that's why all these guru books, yeah, sell so well is because it's all about behavior. Yeah, all about behavior. And I'll also say, just like with working out, because there are there are mornings when I'm like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But then I do it, and I feel great. Mm-hmm. I've never walked away from a workout upset that I did it. Yeah. You know, and it's the same. Whenever I've made big financial moves, it's like, oh no, okay. Do I want to do this? Yeah. It's a little scary. And then I do it. And then I wouldn't say I immediately walk away. I, I, I usually walk away with a bit of shock. And then, and then, and then, but, but then later I do feel great. I'm like, oh man, like right now I, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that three years ago. You know? Well, cause it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they always talk about like when you work out, you do it for two weeks you start to feel a little better, but you look no different, <laughs> you know, and you're like, truly. Yeah. And like, that's the way it is. Like, I'm, like financially, it's like you don't put in a hundred bucks and wake and then it's a million tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like not even crypto can do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's like, it, it is one of those things that it requires time mm-hmm. and, and not just, not just investing like in the stock market, but just your financial life just requires time mm-hmm. and it requires not doing the same exercise over and over and over again. Because if all you ever did was like sit-ups, 
and nothing else with diet or running or whatever, lifting other things, that only does so much. Mm-hmm. And so you might have, you know, good abs but can't walk upstairs, you know? Like, <laughs> and so then it, 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 it really is like a whole body, a whole body thing. Right. And, and so it just, it just, it just requires the attention and then you see it over time and then, and then the gains are even better. The gains are, you know, like if you think about like, as you lift more, then you can lift more. See the gains. And then you get, it's exponential and it's, and it's, you know, sort of effect. And the same thing is where like the big money makes big money. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't require a lot. You know, it's like looking at some of these large companies like especially in the financial services world of like, oh, this is how much money you've got. So if you made 1%, you'd make, you know, $10 billion. Like you, that's when you can play, that's when you can just play a different game. Yeah. And you actually get the freedom that comes from having money strategies mm-hmm. in place that work well and complement each other. The same way when you're in shape, you have a level of freedom. Yes. You know. Yeah, which is, I think, the goal. It's why, again, getting back to the the core of the question, why do we invest? Because it's that feeling. You want that feeling of freedom mm-hmm. that money can give you. However, if you don't have that strategy, then you, there might be the illusion of freedom, yeah. but you don't have it in actuality. All right, we're going to take a break in talking about whatever we're talking about which is Why Do We Invest? Yep. To discuss our book of the month, Why Wall Street Matters by William D. Cohen. Yes. Uh, excellent read. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, Ron, what were your favorite takeaways from the book? Well, we were kind of talking about we love the history. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that helps this book because <clears throat> you live through the entire like U.S. economy's growth. Yes. And problems. Yeah. And he's very, he's not one of those people that goes, oh, don't worry about the problems. <laughs> <laughs> or or just, oh, it's always great. You know, he's very honest mm-hmm. in, his, in his take. And we were talking about the idea, like there's a bunch of different nuggets in here where you get to understand how our economy is built mm-hmm. and the things that matter like, Chapter four, the story of the central bank. Mm -hmm. I was kind of really taken by chapter eight because this is a crisis that you and I both lived through, Mm -hmm. affected by it in different ways because I'm a little older than you, but essentially like the the financial crisis of like 2008 and then why, you know, it begins by saying, you know, the bailouts, Wall Street left the American people fuming. And he asked a really interesting question, but should they have been so upset? Yes. And that was fascinating. It's it it is it is one of those things because in one sense you have all of this taxpayer dollars going to banks to rescue them and then a bunch of individual citizens losing their homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it feels like a really messy mm-hmm. situation. And he's honest about it. Like it it sucked. <laughs> and so then what, how then do we move forward and learn and grow? And he's very good at taking note. Like you mentioned the depression, mm-hmm. like lessons learned, we improve. Mm-hmm. We establish a bunch of laws. We build things more stable and then something monkeys with it <laughs> in the future. And we, we build it back up. And that continual progress is something that's very different in our economy than it is in a lot of other places in the world. And then how he how he talks about like the honesty of like, yes, the government bailed out these banks. <laughs> and then a lot of people got rich because of that. But it also helped stabilize our economy and prepare for the next sort of leveling up that we that we saw. Yeah. <laughs> and that a lot of us experienced. Um, yeah, it was very, it was such, I mean, the whole book is very educational and he, I mean, obviously he's pro wall street. The book is why wall street matters. But like you said, he's very honest about his take on it and he criticizes it. He, 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 he's not nice to wall street by any means, but he does help you understand why 
things happened the way they did, why things went wrong, and then more importantly, he has recommendations is as to yep. how to make it better. Because everyone likes to point to Wall Street as the boogeyman, and <laughs> it and it's it's you know for many reasons it has rightly yep. you know earned that type that that. Title of, of Boogeyman. Well, because as we explained in our last episode, it's so easy to understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, and so he he looks at all of these politicians trying to regulate it, and how regulations might not be the best idea. Had there are that there are other issues at hand and other things that need to be solved mm-hmm. than just than just tying one arm one of wall street's arms behind its back yeah yeah and i think that's a that's a really good point because people oftentimes don't know how to hold the two sides of wall street together mm-hmm. like ah oh, there's some ick to it there def- you know? there's definitely ick to it and yet we all benefit greatly from it yeah one of the things i forgot which chapter it was it might have been the intro but he talks about how basically like do you use an apple product then you support wall street yeah, it, it's just it is just a fact of life because I if, if you ever try and think of like what would the innovation because he's got chapters on like innovation and things like that mm-hmm. that are like this is what capital does without it. I mean, you just think about your own life. Like if if you don't have a lot of capital coming in, it really limits what you can do. Yeah. And so you go get it, you know, and we do that in all kinds of ways in our personal lives. It's just businesses do it on a much bigger scale. Right. So I think it's a great read. Obviously we highly recommend it. Highly. Whether you know nothing about wall street or think, you know, everything about wall street, I think it's a great, great read. It's an easy read too. There were definitely, I think I mentioned this before. There were some words where I needed a dictionary next to me, but aside from that, it was, it was excellent. Yeah. yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend. I think this segues us into talking about the whole body of health. Let's go into the whole body of investing. Yep. There are, depending on what your goals are, there are certain things you want to invest in and that, that will help you better than others. And so I think it'd be fun if we just quickly go over, depending on what your goal is, like where you should maybe be looking. At. Yeah. 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 Because one of my big gripes is that the industry has been built solely on the stock market and this accumulation mindset. Mm -hmm. So that you just throw more money into the market, hope it does well. Mm -hmm. And because the goal, the number one goal is just to accumulate as much as possible. And that makes sense. (laughs) Like on the face of it, what, what it has ignored for too long and this is the question that I am most concerned with is when you go to use your money is the most important thing in the equation mm. because you could, if you were accumulation focused and you landed in 2008 and you go to use your money, rough time, you're in a pickle Yeah, the same way. Like if you had a house, like our first property was, you know, we were trying to sell it. In 2008, yeah. like bad timing, mm-hmm. like, so, uh, you know, and you have, there's every product on the planet has that aspect. There's a way that it accumulates and then there's a way it works in distribution. And if you don't understand those two components, you can get into trouble. Mm. And if you're only in one like asset class or one, one space you might not have the diversification you actually need to be able to do something else when you say asset class let's say all you did was real estate okay so you have 10 homes let's say you've done really well for yourself oh thank you you have 10 homes but then you need money Mm. okay you well I, i could take out a loan on one of the homes sure you could take out a loan yeah but your access to cash it's is tied assen- up. Is essentially tied up in real estate. Okay. If there's a real estate crisis, or if people aren't buying, oh, then interest- all my money is screwed. If if you're trying to, you know, this happened for some people where, like, you know, when they were buying extra homes in 
2000, you know, 20, 21, when the rates were super low, mm -hmm. influx of cash in people's pockets. And so homes were just flying off the shelves. Yep. Then the interest rates go to seven and the housing buying slows. Well, if you, if you had bought that home with the intention of, you know, selling this extra home. Yeah, flipping and selling. Yeah. You might be in a spot where selling is not as favorable. And so then, you know, it affects the asset price. You know, you have to lower the price to get buyers or, you know, or sit on it for a while. Mm -hmm. So same is true with the stock market. Like if, if you have a lot of money in taxable accounts, like in 401ks or IRAs, and you go to use your money in retirement, and the tax brackets have all changed. Oh. And so what if your tax brackets are high and then higher than you thought? Because mm. all the CPAs told you that, don't worry, you'll, pay, you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. <laughs> and so defer it. So what happens then if you need $100,000? I'm going to get heavily taxed and fined. Yeah. Or take the money yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So... This is how... So that's the asset. The asset class is the market where you have your money in. Yeah. So right. it could either be an asset class or a certain financial product. Okay. So... Like a bond or a CD or something? A bond, a CD, a savings account, a life insurance policy, an annuity. It doesn't matter where. Okay. There's, a, there's a bunch of tools. Okay. That, a bunch of places you can put money and different types of money as we covered. You know, you can put Roth IRA money into like four different places. Mm-hmm. And you can have random things be considered and taxed as Roth, like a house or gold or other random things. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different weird things that go on. But for most people, what happens is they end up in one product. Mm -hmm. And then that then they are boxed in and limited by what that one product can do. I feel like the, do. the common one products would be house and uh, retirement account. Yeah. Would be the, the probably the ones that they're most commonly boxed into. Yeah. And so, and, and whatever account you have at the bank. Okay. So those are boxes. Okay. That have limits. My checking account is a box. Yep. Okay. Yep. hundred percent. It's not a literal box. Where money. <laughs> it's a server with, but essentially then you're, if you, if you, if you all your money's in a box or two, mm -hmm. then you are limited on what you can and can't expect from that mm -hmm. and then you use it mm -hmm. 401ks don't do well for regular expenses for people that are not 59 and a half because you can't get at the money without penalties right and so that's where that's where these things end up with like different restrictions and different different things and it's really important to ask the people that you're meeting with what are the restrictions and limitations to using this this account most people because we're trying to sell you <laughs> on these different things. We'll try and tell you the good things. Right. And so it's like, okay, what happens if I go to use this money and the market is down? If the advisor's smart, they'll probably tell you, you probably shouldn't use the money if it's down. Mm -hmm. That's like money suicide. Mm -hmm. And so, and then you can be like, okay, so if the market's down and this is all my money and I can't use it, what else should I do? Good question. It's a great question. Yeah, excellent question. It's like, oh, you should have money that's not in the market. Yeah. And so then it starts to open up a little bit more to the ideas that when you go to use your money is, you know, my philosophy is most advisors talk about it as two phases. Accumulation phase, especially in retirement planning. Mm -hmm. You have your time of accumulating and then you have the time of distribution. And that that's like step one is that, step two is... You know, and that's distribution is later on down the road. Right. But what I believe is you need to plan with distribution and accumulation at the same time. Because your mm. focus always has to be when it, when you go to use your money. But that's hard, right? Because, like, because I guess you just plan for Not it. Not for like me. I'm good at it. <laughs> but, like, you don't know what the world's going to be like. Well, when you, when the distribution, when it's time for distribution. So I guess that, I guess then that question that you had of like, what if the market's down? So that's what you do. You plan for the distribution. If it's a bad time, yeah. then you have this other thing. Yeah. And the people that really plan this way have way more financial success. Well, yeah. Because they are able to leverage what's great about things. 
because every financial product has its pluses. And then if you take advantage of those pluses and then complement them with other things that have pluses that your 401k doesn't have, Mm -hmm. like your 401k doesn't have access to capital and cash. Like it's not liquid. It's not liquid the same way you can, a lot of them you can get a loan and pay back. So there's a bit of a bit, you know, or like, you know, or they have limits on how much you can put in them or the, there's all these different things that kind of all sort of contribute. So then it's like, if you, in order to get past their limits, you need a complement, And so you need money that you, that's growing. That's not in the market that you can utilize mm-hmm. either before you're 60 or if the market's down so that your market money can recover. And so right. this is, this is where real financial strategy comes into play. Or it's like, you look at like, like life insurance. Okay. Like life insurance does death benefit and legacy way better than your 401k. Oh yeah. Because we all know that you get a in general, you get a much bigger death benefit for your contributions. Mm-hmm. And then you would in like, if you've funded your, you know, your 401k for 10 years, yeah. it's not going to be as big as your $2 million term no. life insurance policy. Of course not. Yeah. If something happens to you. So in that case, it's not that you, that one is better than the other, but that they complement each other. Hmm. Because if if something happens to you, a little song and dance. Yeah, you going on. you want you want the life insurance if something happens to you. Yes, you don't want the four hundred one k. No, yeah, yeah. And your beneficiary and your people, your loved ones that you leave behind, don't want your four hundred one k. They want the they want the life insurance, right. death benefit, for a variety of reasons. And be, you know, it's bigger, it's tax different, <laughs> it's easier to utilize, and it comes to them in cash. You know, as opposed to like an account that now is still a retirement account. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, and this is this is one of the this is one of the troubles that I think we just sort of have in in thinking about investing is everyone is always looking for where's the one place that I can put all of my money so that it'll do it'll just grow. Well, I think that's because that's the most common I think that's what like like the the common person is talking about, right? Cuz it's you don't think about putting your money in different places. You yeah. are like, you're the like, I, I think oddly enough, the like a, efficient part of your mind is thinking, okay, where's the one place I put all my money? Yep. Because that way all of my money can grow yep. at this one great rate. But you're not thinking about, n- nor did I realize that, that there are multiple places and each place does a very specific thing. And so it's not about accumulation. It's about why do you want to accumulate? Yeah. And that, that determines where you put it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this gets into like maybe one other like big thing that we have a struggle with in our, in our culture is, you know, not only is people are looking for that one place, it's magic Mm -hmm. and we'll get them the best rate of return. The second thing is everyone just like has this like there's there's a fast track. There's like a get rich quick aspect that Yeah. I think that's a very American mindset. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, the working it's like the working outside of like I want to just look great yes. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what can do that for me? Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe there's some drugs or <laughs> surgery, I don't know, but oh, uh Ozempic. Man, I hear that's the that's the one to try. Oh yeah, man. But you know, that's what people are looking for in, in finance. Cause, and so it's like, I don't know that that exists. Like, like, you know, even like on venture capital that like they hit on like, you know, Uber mm-hmm. made a lot of money cause a bunch of people invested early in things. And it's like, yeah, but they also had nine non Ubers <laughs> that lost. And so, oh, that, yes, that, you know, they yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. they don't, you know, that's how they, that's how they work because one out of 10 will work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like when people buy art, yeah. invest in art, you buy a crap ton of art, excuse me for cursing, you buy a butt ton of art. I like crap ton. <laughs> Hoping 1% of it will be worth millions. Yeah. And yeah, it'll yeah. offset everything. Yeah. And so that's, you can do that when you've got lots of capital uh, to take chances with. Mm-hmm. Most 
people are not in that no in that space yeah, yeah and then because of our glorious social media and things like that it's you would think by watching you know tiktok that everybody's making like five hundred thousand dollars a year mm. and doubling their money every three days mm-hmm. or you know just buying homes every 16 yeah, days yeah. or whatever like well you, you buy dead people's homes oh dead people's <laughs> homes. <yeah. laughs> or you know or you buy each of your ch- children a home because that's easy you know and very easy all, the, all those things and so yeah. there's like when we're flooded with like oh <laughs> there's there is something out there that i'm not doing yet that i could get rich mm-hmm. and it's like not really no like like it doesn't there's stuff you can learn from all those different things, but there's not really a get-rich-quick. No. That's not how it works. No. No, 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 no. No. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't shortcut the stuff. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No, but 100%. That's something I've come to realize, which is why I'm not, I'm not thinking about using all this stuff for my own wealth. It's more like, okay... You know, I don't have kids, but when I do, it's like this is. I'm really thinking about them as I'm investing yeah. in, in all this stuff because I'm not going to be the one who benefits from it. Yeah, really. But let's 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 do a little bit about. So, what are different things that you can that you can put your money depending on what you want to do? So, I have a list here of stuff. So you Thank have you. you have an HSA. What is that? An HSA is a health savings account. Okay. They so. My philosophy breaks down into there's four things that people have to take care of their entire life. Okay. And there are different places that help with these four things better than other things. Yeah. And no one product can do these four things. Okay. Maybe a billion dollars can in one product, but it takes a lot of money. So the first one you mentioned it there is medical. Okay. You have to take care of your medical needs for your entire life and you have to plan for them mm-hmm. well, especially for when you're old. So and that old age medical is the one thing that I think people very rarely think about. They think about that one even less than retirement. And so well cuz then cuz you're thinking about your mortality. And possibly. that's hard to, that's hard to think about. Yeah, and it's a long way out and it's hard yeah. to plan for. But it's not, it's the, aside from housing costs, it's the number one thing people pay in retirement. It's like your, your biggest expenses in retirement are taxes, housing, and, and medical. And medical. Okay. It just is. So an HSA is like an account where you can put, it's triple tax advantaged. Ooh, what does that mean? <laughs> you get, you, it's the only, so you get tax break for putting money in. Okay. It can grow tax free. Oh, that's great. And if you use it for qualified medical expenses, you can take it out tax free. Oh, so triple tax. Yeah, but you can't throw you can't throw crap tons into them. They have limits. Okay, but they they can be a great thing for medical expenses now and the future because you can build the account and it can kind of grow, and and you can then utilize them for right. Is is an HSA? Are there other things that could help with medical, or is HSA like the main, like the big guy? There's different I mean, forms. it's triple tax advantage. So. Uh, there's different forms of long-term care insurance and long-term okay. care coverage. It's less common, but the statistics show that, like, there's a high likelihood that you're going to require it. Yeah. And this is skilled nursing, skilled care, facility care mm-hmm. for, like, nursing homes mm-hmm. or if you're disabled as a senior. And yeah. essentially here what you're doing is you're buying future medical costs for cheaper. And Got so in, in the plan, and there's different... There's not a whole lot of people that provide long-term care just because it's... It's just a very specialized... It's a specialized thing, and it yeah. requires... I think it requires a company with, like, deep pockets and deep financial strength to do yeah. it, So, which is a good thing. But then, essentially, what you're doing is you're, you're saving money for the purpose of spending it on future medical yeah. so that your kids don't have to or that you don't have to deplete your other... Other resources, resources yeah. yeah. And this is where it gets into, I mentioned like exchange cost and mm-hmm. exchange rate. This is a really good exchange rate for medical as opposed to if you have- Oh, well, yeah, it's tax-free. And, and, and then you also get certain benefits with it on the tax sides of things. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then when you, the amount of money you put in versus the amount of money 
that you get out, that's the exchange cost. Mm. So you never see, like in a long-term care account, you never, it's like you don't have like an account balance that grows. Like you have oh, a benefit that you oh, okay. get that okay. you're buying for cheap. Yeah. So medical is the first one. The second one is income. You have to have income. And that's retirement. Just your whole life. You need to have income. Either your parents need to be making income well, yeah, when you're a kid. But, oh, yes, yes. But As, I, an, as uh, an adult, you need income. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know me. I don't talk much about retirement from a very positive standpoint. Right. But essentially the idea there, you must have income coming in your whole, your life. whole life. And so there are different ways to think about how you do that. And there's different things that can provide that and different things that you can you know, utilize to create that. These could be everything from, you know, social security, a job, a pension, an annuity. You know, those things do income pretty well. Very well, yeah. And like your job will do, you having a job will do better for income than your stock market <laughs> account. Sure. You know, like, like yes. it's just those different things. And so yeah. when, but when you start thinking about the things that work really well there, you can plan on that piece. The, the third piece is you need access to capital. And that's just, you need money that you can access for either opportunities, emergencies. And there are certain accounts that do a decent job with that and mm -hmm. give you access to money. And then, you know, because we all need that at, at various points. Yeah. And, and you have to, and this is where, like, some of the traditional thinking of, like, you know, spend less than you make, have an emergency fund. It's that idea that we need capital for things. Mm -hmm. You know, more often than not, I think, like, in terms of opportunity than emergency, because, you know, and then to deploy it to, you know, buy assets or do something fun or whatever it might be. And so there's certain accounts that do access to capital, capital well. And that's also something you need throughout your entire life. So, so far we have medical income, income capital. capital. And then the fourth one is you got to have growth. Okay. Because you have to, and you know, some of these can do different pieces, but essentially what that, what that means is you got to have market. You got to have, and so there's certain accounts that do market. So like a 401k is a market mm -hmm. account. Or IRA is a market account. Yeah. yeah. Because, again, this goes back to, and you need growth throughout your entire life. Because even in retirement or in old age, you still have to be beating inflation. Yeah. And if you're not beating inflation. You're losing. You're losing. Yeah. And money can start to go quick. Mm-hmm. And then, especially if you're thinking of like, and this is what happens a lot of times, is every advisor will sort of, and the whole system and training is on like, you get more conservative the closer you get to old age because you can't afford losses. Mm. And so, but I believe you, you can have your growth money with more exposure if you're not all in the market. And so then you... You don't have to play that game. Yeah. And and it's unfortunate because most people have been playing just the market-centric game. Mm -hmm. And so then they get to 60, and they have to turn it off. Okay. Because right. they, they, they don't want to lose the cash. They yeah, can, yeah, yeah, They can't lose. They can't, af they can't afford to lose it. Yeah. yeah. And and so then when you do that, you you basically... Cut the growth off. You cut the growth off. Yeah. and And then that limits the potentiality within that account to gener mm. to do more things right. for you and so that you can either live off of it right. or which is what which is why it's important to have money in different asset classes so that you don't have to cut it off so that you can yeah. keep having growth here so that if it does dip you have other places to dip into yeah and yeah. so then within that it's like understanding like i think this is the genius of our planning model is understanding that all of these things have to work together mm -hmm. and then in it there's different factors that you have to also look at like secondary factors yeah. of like how, how stuff grows, how's it taxed all the, <laughs> cause know. that all affects when you, when you have to actualize that cash, when yeah. you have to use it, that all affects it. Yeah. 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 And, and it makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, whether it's like things like the tax bomb in your retirement mm -hmm. and looking at like mm -hmm. how having lots of taxable money can be Can bad. screw up your social security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only having market money can make you very suspect. Right. 
and and you know having no market money like you is suspect <laughs> yeah because it's like I know, I know. like are, are, are you again get, i'm warming up to i know it. i know i'm warming up to it by episode four yeah <laughs> uh, but then because you you have to you have to have some stuff in in a place that can take advantage of that financial vehicle yeah. and do what that's supposed to do can I, oh sorry keep going no that's it oh i was gonna so i'm gonna ask you might have mentioned this but just to ask a dumb question going back to capital what exactly is the difference between income and capital because those are both that's just both money coming into you right yeah so think of think of income as what's coming in on a on a regular basis to cover right. your life okay capital is sort of this other accumulation side that you can then deploy okay so think of it as like what you you know what what money you've got growing mm. that you're not spending okay so like so like in a stock no 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 in it could be in a variety of different places. Yeah, okay, okay. But it's the idea that you have, you've accumulated stuff that you could use. Got it. Be, and, you know, that's like, you know, like I said, it's either opportunity or emergency. Sure. Okay, sure, sure. So so income is da- stuff for daily expenses coming yep. on in. Capital is money that, that is money coming on in, but it's not for daily expenses. It's there for big investments or like, like you said, an, like an emergency yep. or something like that. It's, yeah. it's very, it's more a specified reason of using it. Yeah. So yeah. income, like think of income as like regular living. Okay. And then the other is like for the other stuff. Okay. And what I've found is that most people in their thinking are only like, for some reason, they only fall into like one category, like of those four. Yeah. Okay. And so, which is, you know, like in the in the growth side, it's like four hundred one k only, mm-hmm. and or mm-hmm. things like that. And yep. it's like, like in retirement, no one has thought about how in the world they're going to have income. Well, isn't going to blindly stop at sixty five, and somehow there's going to be in. Yeah, income. I think I think they think that the that the retirement fund is going to be giving them the income. Yeah. Right. And then people off are saving in certain places and then they might have an opportunity and go, Oh, I can't get my money. Mm. Cause it's locked behind these walls. Yeah. Or, you know, people that haven't been thinking much about growth. Like we've met with people that have lots of money in the bank. You're like, the, like this has been losing money for years. And they're like, Oh, well, I didn't want, I didn't want it to lose money. It's like, well, it, it has like, you know, it's like, no, you need to think about growth. <laughs> like, and you need to think about like these other things and then, mm-hmm. and then medical, most people don't, especially for the future, they just don't think about it, but still it's, it, it, it's the number one reason why people go bankrupt in our country. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't take much, especially in old age to deplete. I've had several conversations with people that have older parents that are looking at like, okay, we thought we did what we were supposed to. They have money saved. Now they're in a situation where, like, they need more care yeah. than we can give them, and it's going to be $80,000 a year. Well, if you have $400,000 saved, you can do that for about five years. Yeah. And then what? Hope you don't live? Oh, wait, did you mean $8,000 a year? Because you said eighty. Eighty thousand a year. So if you have four... If you have 400,000 400,000 sorry yep. yeah if you have 400,000 saved yeah yeah, yeah there you, you, go. you okay. got a 5 year runway yeah yeah, yeah. which <laughs> you would hope that $400,000 would last you more than 5 years but in medical terms no no, it, no. listen i get it medical is very expensive oh, yeah you know yeah yeah i know you know i know and so it's not a surprise to me but you, you know i'm just thinking about like there's so many you know, all the boomers are aging out, man. They're all getting old. It's just going to be a, we're going to get a huge influx of people who suddenly have a lot of medical expenses yeah, and aren't going to be able to pay for them because they didn't realize just how much they needed. Yeah. Because they thought they were set. Yes. They actually weren't set. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where, again, when it comes time to use your money. Yeah. It better be in a place that is designed for the use <laughs> hsa might be one of the more important things or like some type of medical thing i won't say just specifically hsa but like that might be the dark horse of like one of the most important things you need to be investing in yeah yeah and it's it's 
it's weird because it's like, like we'll just take that for instance. Like it's not sexy. <laughs> no, it, it is not. It is not. Yeah. It is not accumulation and growth. No, it and does not feel fun. No. No. But it's like, okay, do you want to try and earn a half million dollars through a product that specifically does that? Or do you want to do it in a brokerage account? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, here's here's how much it would take to get there in the brokerage account versus these specialized accounts. They have limits because you got to use it for medical, mm-hmm. essentially. And so that's where it's like that it, it does that really, really well. So allocate, depending on someone's situation, how much you allocate. And then if you, it's like, well, I'll just put $200 into the market. It's okay. Well, if you put a hundred in the market and a hundred into this, you'll have more money. Yeah. Be- in terms of like long term, mm-hmm. and people scratch their heads. And it's like, like, and, and oftentimes you get more money because these things do certain things really, really well. Like mm-hmm. death benefit. You yeah. Know, like yeah. death benefit's great for legacy. You can get it for cheaper than trying to save on your own. And and so when when you do this and you think about investing and putting money to work, you gotta think of those four things and you gotta understand the different things that are in them and then, you know, fund a variety of different things that all complement each other. Mm-hmm. But Wow. Well, there you go. We went to like we went to a lot of that wasn't just the stock market. That was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But that was very that was very good. I really enjoyed that. Closing closing it up, winding down here. Yep. Do you have a penny for your thoughts when it comes to investing? I think the big thing that I keep asking people is like, okay, what happens when it's time to use your money? Like, think about that. Like more so than how you grow money. Because there's lots of ways to grow money. There's, you know, there's a million ways to grow money. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, but really figuring out like, okay, when it's time to use it, what are the things that are at play? Yeah. And then are there limits? And then as you look at like, oh, tax limits. Yeah. Then you can sort of take that out of the, like, go, okay, that's something I need to compensate for. Yeah. And this is where most people don't know how to do that game. And so they know how to put money somewhere, but they don't know how to build an actual strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's where someone that thinks the way I do can be very helpful. Yeah. But it's also, it requires it, requir- it requires someone that really knows what's Really knows on. what they're doing. Yeah. And cares so, about it. Yeah. It really cares about you and your situation. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different things out there that I think I'll like open your mind to a bunch of different financial tools. None of them do everything perfect. Mm-hmm. Not not the stock market doesn't. Yep. You're like you, you know, said, a hammer's not good at painting a wall. Exactly. And, <laughs> and so you gotta you gotta know how these different things can work together. Yeah. For okay. The, for the long haul. Well, there you have it, folks. Next week, we'll be discussing, we'll be having part three on the stock market, the two biggest myths with investing. What they are, you're going to have to tune in to find out. Yeah, I mentioned at the start, this is two of my biggest pet peeves. Ooh, pet peeve talk. Loving it. All right, see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to What's Up With Money. We'll continue our conversation in the next episode. But until then, please subscribe to rate and review the show. Giving a rating or review helps other people find the show. So if you like what you're hearing and you want others to hear it too, please give us a rating, share us on social media, or both. Reviews are also where you can leave us questions. So if you have any financial questions for us, please leave them in the review. We may answer it on the show. We love questions. We'll be back next week to continue our conversation and hopefully get a little bit closer to answering the age-old question, What's What's up up with money? You know how I feel about Voldemort. Yeah, I know. 
But and that trickles down to his underlings too. His underlings too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But something came out of, you know, <laughs> what are, are they? Death Eaters? Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. Uh, I mean, the, what do they the, call themselves? I can't. No, I don't know what they call themselves. Are they? De- yeah, I think they are Death Eaters. I right. think that's what they yeah. call. Them. So, yeah, yeah. this is another. But this came out, and we just passed Valentine's Day. Yeah. And this came out, and it's pickup lines for that special someone who melts your debt snowball. Yes. And it is perfect. It's it, yeah. Oh my gosh! Play right, it. So here we go. I, be, I had a dollar for every time I thought about you. I'd be in a higher tax bracket. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. I'm making my will, and I want to list you as my beneficiary. I'll just need your phone number. That's great. That's great. Good thing I just got term life insurance. Because when I saw you, my heart stopped. I had a bid. Stupid. But that is, that is genius. Oh my god. That's gosh. using your powers for good. <laughs> you know. That first line is 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 my favorite. Oh, if I, I had, had a dollar for every time I <laughs> thought about you. Yeah, thought about you being a high tax bracket. <laughs> genius. Brilliant. Yeah, that is, man, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, anyway. I love that. It's so good. That might be. I think you're right. I think that that makes me like him a little bit. Just, I know, just, just I know, a little I, bit. I know, I know. It just, 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 it just shaves, shaves the edge off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we're turning a corner. <laughs> maybe we got a sense of humor for the first time. Okay. So, and didn't call anyone stupid. No. So, well, that's the that's the that's the underling. Underling. Yep. That's the underling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't see. I don't see. Voldemort <laughs> making that video. No. 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 Yeah. Anyway. But that that one just, I knew, it, I knew it had to be on. It tickled. <laughs>